APM. This is the American Radio Works podcast. I'm Stephen Smith. This is the time of year when many high school seniors find out whether or not they got into the colleges they painstakingly applied to months ago. That application process has come under scrutiny in a new report by the Harvard Graduate School of Education. The report is titled Turning the Tide, Inspiring Concern for Others and the Common Good Through College Admissions. The report recommends that schools ask students to demonstrate that they are making a civic contribution to their local communities, even if that means taking fewer advanced placement courses or not taking the SAT or ACT entrance exams. The report has been endorsed by admissions officers at more than 50 American universities and colleges. Rick Weisbord is the author of the report. He's a senior lecturer at the Harvard Graduate School of Education and co-director of the Making Caring Common Project. That's the national effort to foster moral and social development in kids. Weisbord spoke to American Radio Works associate producer Suzanne Pico. How did this project come about? It came about because of our research, which has been showing, and we've been doing research the last three or four years, and we now have surveys of up to 30,000 students from across the country, that we have elevated achievement um, as achievement and happiness as the primary goals of child raising and really demoted or sidelined concern for others and the common good. And, you know, in our data, when you ask kids what's most important to them, they uh, rank caring for others last behind achievement and and happiness. When you ask them what's most important to your parents, they are even more likely to see achievement and happiness as being more important to their parents than caring for other people in, in, in child raising, in, in their parents' child raising, that the the value of achievement is higher than the value of caring for other people. And so we started to think, well, how is it that you begin to elevate concern for others, concern for the public good in our public discourse? And college admissions process is a very powerful way to do that. It's one of the few rites of passage we have where adults, colleges, and by proxy um, society are communicating to students about what's important and what's valuable. So the report really emphasizes students applying to college demonstrate that they have participated in activities that show that they're altruistic and show that they care about others. Is there evidence that altruism makes for a better student? So there is some evidence that if you're engaged in service, that there's a, you know, there's a correlation between engagement in service, engagement in the world, engagement in your communities. This comes up in the research, but it's also, I think, intuitively makes sense, and engagement in school. Um, And I don't know whether or not there's research that shows that engagement in service improves your grades, but it does does seem to be linked to um, community engagement at college and academic engagement in college. Why is demonstrating altruism as a high school student important to a college? Colleges are sending, you know, signals to young people uh, all the time about what's important. I mean, vast amount of money and time is spent sending messages to students about what's important. And right now what students are hearing is that academic engagement is important and athletic engage, you know, athletic skill is important. What they're not hearing is that ethical engagement is important. And being decent and kind and engaged in your communities. And that's a real problem. And that has not been true at other times in our past. I mean, in our past, K-12 education and colleges stood for ethical values. So 
you know, in a way, this report is a high school intervention. It's not a college intervention. It's it's a way for colleges to signal to high schools that ethical engagement is very important and should be a priority in your life. And and we and we value it too um, in the students that we're admitting. Uh, you know, we have other recommendations that I think serve colleges more directly. Um, you know, a lot of our recommendations are about dialing down achievement pressure, for example, in high school students. And it does benefit colleges if kids are coming to, to college who are less stressed and less prone to depression and anxiety. So, you know, in some ways that has some more immediate concrete benefit for colleges. So the report's suggesting that admissions officers kind of prioritize volunteer work and community engagement over a laundry list of academic achievements. That's absolutely right. Um, it isn't saying that academic rigor isn't important. I mean, all these admissions officers want students to be um, intellectually engaged, um, hopefully passionate about their courses, but it's not the number of AP courses or extracurricular activities that matters so much as the quality of your engagement. So will a place like Harvard realistically accept a student who's taken, you know, four AP courses, has average SAT scores, but demonstrates, you know, hours of meaningful volunteer work over a student who's taken 14 AP courses and has amazing SAT scores, and but demonstrates, you know, sort of little community engagement? Well, we're not saying, Harvard is not saying it's going to ignore the SAT or be SAT optional. Um, what Harvard is saying is that they do. They will accept students who have taken four AP courses, um, who demonstrate meaningful ethical engagement, over a student who has 14 AP courses, who seems to be on automatic and doesn't express real intellectual engagement. And we should also mention that Harvard has not made the SAT or ACT optional, but other colleges are, are have done that. Yes, they have. And you know, part of the thing about the SAT is. Colleges, I think, need to make a determination about whether the SAT is predictive of success at their school. So it appears that a school like like MIT, your SAT math score is a strong predictor of how well you're going to do at MIT or whether you're going to struggle at MIT. So I think there are good reasons why MIT may not want to get rid of the SAT. Um, that may not be the case at a liberal arts school like BARD. I mean, the SAT may not be predictive of success at BARD. And if it's not, you know, Bard or, whatever, or many liberal arts colleges should think about whether they really need it or not. But the situation at Harvard and many of the very elite schools is different than the, than the situation at many other schools around the country because Harvard is going to get a ton of people who have taken 10 AP courses, many of whom will be intellectually engaged. You know, the big targets here is, you know, to get schools that are not so selective, but who reach a lot of kids, like the big state schools, to factor in ethical engagement and to prioritize meaningful engagement in courses as opposed to quantities of AP courses. So that's well and good for students who have a lot of time after school to participate in, in some of these really enriching activities. Um, but what about students who have to work after school and, and on weekends to save up for college? Are they going to have time to do all this volunteer work? Well, the third set of recommendations in the report are about family contributions. So we are acutely aware that there are a lot of kids out there who are working to support their families or supervising a younger sibling or taking care of a sick relative. And those kind of contributions should count a lot more than a stint of service in Belize. 
one of the things that we are recommending in the report is that colleges encourage students to report those contributions, and there are explicit places on applications, particularly for low-income and working-class kids, to report those kind of contributions. What if some colleges already changed about their admission standards that reflect some of the values in this report? Well, right out of the gate, um, we've had some colleges yell MIT, who are adding essay questions about contributions to other, a few other colleges are adding essay questions that are about contributions to others. University of Washington has initiated a new recruitment program where they're recruiting kids who are community-minded, who are working in religious groups or 4-H or whatever, doing impressive forms of community service, and they're using that as a way of signaling that community engagement, community service is really important. Other colleges have changed uh, admissions materials to express that community engagement, intellectual and and ethical engagement are very high priorities for them. So we've had, you know, about a dozen colleges. University of Chicago is making some changes. A couple colleges have committed to making changes or advocating for changes in the common application, and I think we'll get many more colleges advocating for changes in the common application. And the leaders of our report are also the leaders in most of the leaders of the new coalition application. So I think you'll see our report recommendations embedded in the coalition application as well. From what you've seen so far, uh, are you hopeful that academic achievement will become sort of less important than a student's extracurricular work in the future? I mean, we're, I, I don't, I want academic achievement to be really important to kids. <laughs> you know, and I want, I also want them to lead more balanced lives. And, you know, we got a serious problem in affluent communities of kids of very high rates of stress and depression. Rates of stress and depression are, according to the research, is higher or higher in affluent communities as they are in low-income communities, despite the many stresses that low-income kids endure. So we got these stressed-out affluent kids, and we've also got low-income kids for whom it's not a level playing field, you know, who are very disadvantaged in this process. That's why a lot of people are critical of this college admissions process. So these are big problems to solve. And I don't think the goal is to um, for kids not to be academically engaged. I do think it's for them not to, um, to be eating well and sleeping well and leading balanced lives and academically engaged at reasonable levels and more based on their passions or their interests than they are now. You talked about leveling the playing field, and I'd like you to explain how um, the changes that you call for in this report would contribute to a leveling of the playing field in college admissions. Yeah, so it's a, it's a few different things. So one of them is that if you're not requiring kids to do or you're not expecting kids to take 10 AP courses and you're not expecting them to take to be engaged in eight extracurricular activities, it does level the playing field because a lot of kids, low-income kids especially, don't have access to AP courses. I mean, that's the bigger problem in, in many ways. The bigger problem is not the, the, the kids who are taking too many AP courses. It's the number of kids in this country who don't have access to AP courses. So when the expectation isn't that kids have to take high numbers of AP courses, it does tend to remove that disadvantage for low-income and working-class kids primarily who don't have access to them. Similarly with extracurricular activities, that a lot of low-income and working-class kids don't have access to eight or ten extracurricular activities. So 
when you only expect a few, you're also you know, helping to remove that disadvantage for low-income and working-class kids. The final way that we're trying to level the playing field is by capturing the strengths and contributions of kids who are doing things like working to support their families um, or supervising a younger sibling or taking care of a sick relative and making those kinds of contributions really count. That was Rick Weisbord, a senior lecturer at the Harvard Graduate School of Education. He spoke with ARW's associate producer, Suzanne Pico. You can find a link to the Harvard Report at our website, AmericanRadioWorks.org, where you'll also find more podcasts about issues in higher education and K-12 education. While you're there, browse the archive of more than 100 documentary projects, AmericanRadioWorks.org. We'd like to know what you think of this podcast and whether you might share it with friends or colleagues. You can share your story at AmericanRadioWorks.org, click on the About link, and scroll down to Share Your Impact Story. We are on Facebook at American.RadioWorks and on Twitter at AMRadioWorks. Support for American Radio Works comes from the Spencer Foundation, Lumina Foundation, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. I'm Stephen Smith. Thanks for listening. This is APM.